This is Beyond a Reasonable Doubt with your hosts, Mark Garrigus and Gary Smith. Well, welcome to the Sunday morning Beyond a Reasonable Doubt actually recorded on Saturday. Yes, it is. And happy Father's Day a day early. Thank you so much for flexing so that you and I can both celebrate with our families. So happy Father's Day to you, Gary. This has got to be very special for you. To you as well, Mark, and happy Grandfather's Day as well. Thank you. Thank you. So we, you know, first on a little personal note here, you know, a case that I've talked about quite a bit was the um, Partridge case, which is the one out of Arkansas in a horrible, horrible, tragic situation where a young man threatening to commit suicide because he had just been expelled from school and his mother called the police and then the police came and just basically killed uh, the young man after they told him to drop his weapon. And in the process of dropping his weapon, complying, basically, this has been a tortured case. And when I say tortured, not just because of the facts of the incident itself, but the fact that when we filed the lawsuit in Arkansas, the judge dismissed it on the pleadings. I had to go, I don't know, two or three years ago to the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals, which is one level below the U.S. Supreme Court. We got a published decision reversing that decision. We then went and did discovery in the case and did depositions. And I thought presented a pretty robust opposition to what's called a summary judgment. And once again, his honor dismissed the case. And you might remember, Gary, we took the appeal. I argued back in January, I believe, in St. Louis, which is where the Eighth Circuit was sitting. We've been waiting. The decision came out this past week, two to one published decision, finding that we had overcome and reversing once again. And so now uh, my guess is, uh, my prognostication is not to leave well enough alone that uh, the city of Benton, Arkansas, is will probably ask that the entire Eighth Circuit hear it or will take it to the U.S. Supreme Court. So I, uh, you know, the people say, why is there such a thing as qualified immunity or why don't more lawyers take these kinds of cases on a contingency or pro bono. It's because this has been six years of just up and down and up and down the judicial process. And we still haven't gone to trial. And, and uh, it's, you know, I'm elated for the family, but uh, obviously it's still a bumpy road ahead. Yeah, absolutely. And congratulations on that, that positive step. There's been uh, a lot of setbacks along the way. So, uh, you know, you're, you're doing the, the Lord's work there of pushing that, that boulder up the hill, even when it seems like the, uh, the summit may never come. Well, I'll tell you, that's, uh, you know, about one of my favorite Greek, uh, uh, mythological figures is Sisyphus yeah. pulling and pushing the rock up the hill. Sometimes, especially in these civil rights cases, that's exactly what it feels like. And, and, and that's it, exactly what I was thinking of. Yes. <laughs> exactly right. Then we also, you know, there's been a lot of speculation. We've talked about it. Would Judge Cannon in the Trump 
case, keep the case, one should be recused, would the government recuse her, blah, blah, blah. I think, Gary, that I made the prediction that based on my experience in federal court, there was little or no chance uh, that Judge Cannon was going to be recused or would recuse herself. Then what people don't understand, I believe this week, there was also in the Twitter sphere, because the thing had been various items had been referred to the magistrate. And I think one of them was the protective order. Do you have that? Yes, I do. I'll put it up right now. Um, yeah, the Twitter, uh, Twitter was going quite nuts. Uh, I saw a lot of people, uh, very interested in how much criminal, uh, experience that, that judge, that judge Cannon had. Yeah. I, you know what, uh, there are judges all the time, especially, uh, big firm, lawyers who get appointed to the bench, which is the traditional pathway onto the federal bench. Um, my father used to joke that when the partners at the big firm thought that one of the, they'd made somebody a partner, they didn't bring in enough business, that one way to get rid of them wasn't to vote them out of the partnership, but was to put them on the federal bench. I, I think he was joking when he used to make that uh, uh, observation. But here, why don't you describe what we've got up on the screen here? Yeah, basically we've got a request by the government for a protective order based on my reading. And this will be probably a, a bit of a layman's explanation, but they're basically saying that we, we want to make sure that defendant Donald Trump and uh, defendant Walt Nada will not uh, discuss any of the, uh, any of the details nor share any of the discovery that is given to them or their lawyers, because it involves ongoing investigations. There's sensitive material. Basically they're, doing everything they can to prevent Donald Trump from sharing anything that they produce as discovery with the public, which I think is given historical, uh, you know, patterns is probably a reasonable request to make. Well, you know, this is, this reminds me, I remember in probably 15 years ago, I was defending a case where the feds had indicted the number three guy in the CIA, along with a defense contractor who was my client. They indicted them, or at least my client, on two different in two different cases. But the CIA case, they claimed there was classified information. They also made the argument that the defense lawyer, in order to get the discovery, needed to have a security clearance. And I take issue with that. I've always taken issue with that. I don't think that the government can require me to get as the defender to get a security clearance. If you're going to bring a public case and use the public courts, then you have to be ready to, uh, to show your hand in public and not require some kind of star chamber, uh, compliance with SEPA and a security clearance and everything else. In fact, I think. That that means you're vetting the lawyer. You've alluded to this before. Get, I, I remember. Huh? I remember you alluding yeah. to this before on Reasonable Doubt. We've discussed this with Adam. Yeah, and so that in that case, if memory serves, I was I, at first the judge overruled them and said, "Right, I agree with Mister Gargas." They then went behind my back, if you will, ex parte in camera. When I say behind my back, I'm being facetious, but. It was behind my back um, and presented evidence to the judge saying we need to give this to Mr. Garrigus to adequately defend his client. And the judge agreed and reversed himself 
after having seen that. And I still said, no, I'm not going to do it. The, I was, they got me removed on that, on the, the CIA part of the case. They got a, um, they appointed the public defender or the then public defender who I really liked. And, uh, and he's no longer in, uh, a public defense. He's in private practice now. And he was, uh, just a, was and is a tremendous lawyer. If I remember correctly, when they got assigned the panel in the Ninth Circuit, I believe that the government, this is all, we, and by the way, this is pure speculation. I believe the government was worried that they were going to get, make some bad law. And so what ended up happening is they ended up dismissing that case against the client, uh, rather than go forward on the issue of whether number one, they could require the defense lawyer to get a uh, security clearance. And number two, whether they could remove him if he said no. And, you know, there are some of these issues here uh, for this magistrate on this protective order in Trump. Number one, telling them that they can't discuss it, the clients, that they can't discuss the information and that the information information is highly classified. Well, first of all, presumably, and you know, I, I'll come I keep coming back to this. Who you know, who are the classifications designed for? They're designed so that the commander in chief has the who's at the apex controls the information. It's amazing to me that how often I've heard the argument by seemingly um, uh, educated lawyers that you can't, that no man is above the law and he can't take these items with him, even though the, he's already, when he was a president, had seen these items, could have dis- de- uh, declassified uh, many of these items. And by the way, there is no uh, element, as far as I can tell, saying that he did anything with these items, he being Trump. Now, I saw a poll yesterday, which was also fascinating to me, of Democrats, which I have maintained um, my membership in the Democratic Party all this time. Do you know what the percentage is of people who, of Democrats who think that this is a, um, I forget the, maybe you can find it for me there, uh, the percentage of Democrats who either agree with the prosecution or think that they should not have been brought. You see it anywhere there? I want the exact question because I don't want to misstate it. Um, And a wild fluctuation between Democrats, independents, and Republicans. Uh, Let's see here. Support for the indictment fell along party lines with 94% of Democrats approving the decision to indict Trump, while 79% of Republicans disapproved of the indictment. There you go. So, I, uh, and by the way, I, um, uh, I am right up there with the 6% who disapprove of this indictment of Democrats. And I'm also of the, you know, I was talking with, uh, I mentioned this to you because I think it was this week. I mentioned to you that, uh, I was talking with Greta Van Susteren about yeah. this. Yeah. And, um, I, because we've re, she's reiterated it several times this week and has been excoriated uh, for it. 
But Greta is right. I mean, the the idea that the lawyers and that this that work product was violated and that attorney client was pierced and that it was done on the basis of the crime fraud exception, uh, I believe that both the either the magic uh, and getting back to one other point I want to make the fact that Judge Cannon refers this to a magistrate that is. Day rigor happens in federal court all the time where there are discovery issues. The federal district court judge will refer it to the magistrate. In fact, when the case gets assigned, normally it is assigned to a judge and paired with a magistrate. So that is no indication for those who are speculating that that means that she's going to recuse herself. Uh, I disagree. I push back heavily. Also, I will tell you, the longer it goes on without the government raising the issue, there is a also a doctrine in the law where you can't just stand on this and raise it e- later. And the fact that they haven't raised it so far uh, does not, I think, portend well uh, for all the people who are prognosticating she's going to recuse herself. Yeah, it's I'm I'm not surprised to to see that uh, 96% number that uh that certainly goes along with what I've been seeing on the uh or 94% my mistake uh number 94 that, yeah right. my mistake I'm uh, part of the I'm part of the 6% Yeah, that's why that, that's why the 6%, that 6% crowd in my head yeah cuz Mark's over there he's a 6%er um yeah I and by the way I I the, this the idea that you're going to do this um and that you're going to say, and I'm going to come back. I'll tie up one of the other strings. You're going to you're going to ask that the protective order be such that they can't talk about it. Uh, what between them? You're going to restrict the lawyers when you're charged jointly. Give me some of the language of the order they want. Uh, let's see here. Uh, government respectfully moves. Uh, let me make sure. Uh, the government is ready to provide unclassified discovery to the defense. The discovery materials include sensitive and confidential information, including the following personal identif- identifiable information covered by Rule 49.1 of the Federal Rights Criminal. Uh, sorry, I'm scanning here to make sure that I uh, – as a yeah, result – It's not a long thing. We, uh, we, you know, I mean, you can – I can read the whole thing if you like. I mean, the, the government respectfully moves pursuant to uh, – uh, federal uh, criminal pursuant 16 D one for an entry of a proposed protective order to govern the discovery. In this case, the government has conferred with counsels for defendant Donald J Trump and defendant Waltine Nada, who have no objections to this motion or the protective order on June 8th, the grand jury in the district re- uh, returned a 38 count indictment charging defendant Trump and defendant Nata defendant Trump is charged with unlawfully retaining national defense information in violation of us uh, of 18 USC 793 E Defendants Trump and Nada are charged jointly with conspiring to construct ju- uh, to obstruct justice, obstructing justice in violation, and concealing documents in a federal investigation in violation, and a false statement concealment scheme in violation of. I'm skipping over the the uh, the numbers. Right. Here. Yeah, we don't have to read the sections, but I don't know. I I would be objecting to this, and uh, I would be objecting to any of this protective orders. So I. I you know, I was surprised. I understand the redaction of personal identification. Absolutely, that's fine. But any kind of a protective order at this point on a case where you've got this kind of political polarization to me is uh, anathema. Yeah, and it's also it also just seems you know unrealistic to me, given that you know in, unless you're going to somehow order that that Walt not no longer be his body man. I mean, they're going to be. 
how are you? That'd be like asking you and me not to discuss the news of the day. It's just, you know, these people are interacting at a level that it just seems almost, almost impossible. Um, what do you think about the, uh, the speculation that's been going on on Twitter, uh, from, from various legal minds saying that there's also a, uh, a, a back burner idea of potentially charging Trump in, uh, in New Jersey, should something go awry in the Florida uh, case? Well, you know, they've got a real, it depends on what they would charge, obviously, but venue is an issue. Although this week, the U S Supreme court said, even if you get tried in a jurisdiction, basically the a venue, they, there could be a retrial. So they've settled the circuit split there this week. Interestingly enough, uh, the, uh, the whole idea of shopping, um, trials and criminal charges around different jurisdictions, uh, I just think is, uh, it's antithetical to the way the, 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 criminal justice system should be set up. I mean, the, this idea that yeah. you're going to just pick your forum, which is called forum shopping is a real problem. Yeah, I agree. Um, but that has been a very popular thing uh, amongst certain sectors of Twitter and, and various, you know, sections of Reddit as well Is you know, well, Jack Smith, you know, brought these charges down in Florida, but he's still got a few in his back pocket. Should um, judge Cannon, you know, for instance, decide to schedule the trial for after the election or, or something of that effect. By the way, Jack Smith, who they, they always refer to as a prosecutor from the Hague, um, you know, what the uh, case in the U S he's, uh, notorious for the, the look up the governor of Virginia. Um, I believe his first name was Robert. Um, U.S. Supreme Court. You know, there was a conviction and a reversal. See if you can find that. Uh, yes, I'm pulling it up right here. Uh, Robert McDonald, right? Correct. Yeah. And what year was that? Uh, let's see. Oh, sorry. That was a video that I clicked on. Uh, let me see. Uh, the 2012. Yeah. Reversed by the U.S. Supreme Court, right? Yeah. Conviction reversed. Yes. And uh, do you have the head note there on why it was reversed? Uh, I will. I can have it in a moment. Okay. I'll even let you uh, in post-production clean this up so that it'll be snappier. Um, but I'm uh, doing a little... Uh, uh, stream of consciousness here because uh, I I knew the name was familiar and I remember the case when uh, it was being both tried and when it went to the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, let's see. It was a as I remember a sitting governor in Virginia. Yeah, his conviction was overturned by the Supreme Court. You're supposed to seek truth and justice, not merely to convict. It said, adding, right. I have, I hate having things tried in, in the press. We'll have to see how this plays out in the courtroom because the sides are going to be really embarrassed when it comes to evidence. And the, uh, you know, and gives quite a bit of fodder to those who would argue that this is somebody who was pay, you know, and, and constantly referred to as a prosecutor at the Hague, which is great. I've got a guy who used to be of counsel to my firm, who also is now a war crimes prosecutor, and uh, they do wonderful, wonderful, wonderful work, or at least attempt to, under very trying circumstances. But 
this is one of the cases in Jack Smith's resume, which is a, I believe it was a sitting Republican governor, was it not? Yes, it was also at one point bandied about as a presidential contender. Yes, it looks like he was. Did have a uh, an aspiration there for for a while, for about twenty minutes, and then was indicted um, and and convicted at trial. Correct, and then worked its way up. And I'm I'm trying to remember the U.S. Supreme Court uh, reasoning, but I believe that was that this case was the start of the erosion by the U.S. Supreme Court of the DOJ's use of what I would call uh, attenuated fraud theories and bribery theories. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm trying to read about this uh, live while we're doing this. Uh, after reviewing the pre uh, McDonald said that he, uh, yes, they announced that it would move to dismiss all charges against McDonald and his wife. Uh, McDonald said that he felt vindicated and told uh, NBC's Chuck Todd in an interview. I know in my heart, Chuck, that I believe anything I, that I never believed anything I did was wrong or illegal. That was in, uh, 2016. Yeah. Uh, but that was after obviously his presidential aspirations were destroyed after he'd been prosecuted. And, uh, now, uh, when we talk about him, his legacy is that uh, he was convicted and then it was reversed by the U.S. Supreme Court. I just wish I remembered off the top of my head what the holding was by the by the U.S. Supreme Court. But I, like I said, I think it was. Uh, they unanimously, the Supreme Court heard oral arguments on uh, April 27, 2016, and unanimously vacated McDonald's conviction on June 27th, holding that the trial court's construction of the statutory term of quote, official act was too broad, encompassing activities such as setting up meetings, hosting parties, and calling Virginia officials to discuss Williams' businesses. Chief Justice Robert, Chief Justice John Roberts, writing for the court, left open the option for retrying McDonald under a more restrictive construction of the disputed term, writing, quote, if the court below determines that is sufficient evidence for a jury to convict Governor McDonald of committing or agreeing to commit a, quote, official act, his case may be set for a new trial. If the court instead determines that the evidence is insufficient, the charges against him must be dismissed. We express no view on that question. Yeah, and uh, that my memory was is that I I didn't remember it as official act, but now that you mention it, I just remember that it was the more expansive use. And uh, and uh, and am I right that that was Jack Smith who uh, was the uh, prosecutor? You are right. You are right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, I, you would think because Merrick Garland would know this, obviously. Uh, when he selected him, uh, that going after a, a Republican governor for uh, things that were later determined, determined to be an expansive use of an official act. And now we're getting into similar territory about the uh, you know, there's going to be a fight over the Presidential Records Act. There's going to be a fight over whether the archivist is uh, somebody uh, that uh, can kind of trump, trump, pun intended. Yes. Uh, the, the, and uh, you know what's already, and the, this, the irony of this cracks me up. Remember how um, people chastised Trump when he was taking off against the 
federal judge in the Southern District of California for the Trump University case. And, um, and rightfully so. I mean, he should have been criticized for that. But now, uh, the, when the shoe is on the other foot, all, all people want to do is criticize this judge for, uh, either her lack of criminal experience or her age or the fact that she got reversed twice by the 11th circuit, um, which is fine. You can cite all that stuff, but if you're going to do that, then be fair about it. Talk about the fact that the special counsel also got reversed uh, less than 10 years ago for an expansive use of official acts by the U.S., by unanimous U.S. Supreme Court of a governor, a Republican governor. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's perfectly fair. And there's certainly not much of that being discussed online. So I'm very glad that. Yeah. When was the last time you heard that as a topic of discussion? That'd be the first Sunday of never. Yeah. So, um, we, uh, we may be back this uh, during the week. We haven't been doing during the week only because, and I, I don't know if I can even talk about it because I'm in the midst of a case here in New York and, uh, all, we've both uh, been the, busy. The, Let's just suffice to say that. We'll say we, yes, we've been very both, busy. This we've both uh, been busy. Our day jobs have kept us busy. Yes, absolutely, and uh, and we'll continue to, but we'll uh, we'll effort to get back as often as we can, and uh, you know, as as soon as there is. Uh, news that is worthy of us uh, of taking a few minutes to uh, to step away from our day jobs and and provide content for these fine people. So uh, just rest assured, Sunday is never going anywhere, and uh, we will be back during the week as often as we can and as often as uh, the news warrants. So uh, stay tuned and uh, keep subscribed both uh, to your podcast feeds and on YouTube, youtube.com slash reasonable doubt podcast. I love it. Thank you. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Happy Father's Day. Mark, thank you for your time. Have a great one. You too, Gary. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Reasonable Doubt. Subscribe on YouTube at youtube.com slash reasonable doubt podcast.